everyone. This is Dr. Liz with the Hypnotize Me podcast. I am so happy to be here. My Mac was down for over a week and um, I couldn't really record. And it's interesting how sometimes when you can't do something, you're like, oh, I really want to do it versus like sometimes when something's sitting right in front of you, you can do it all the time. You're like, oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. I'll do that later. So that relates to what we're going to talk about this week, which is goal setting. Okay, this is one of my favorite topics, like really favorite topics. It's one of my most read blog posts on my website, um, drlizhypnosis.com slash how to set goals. There's a dash between each one of those words, or you can just go to the blog and search it, goals. It'll pop right up. It's, um, I have four five videos on my YouTube channel about goal setting because people generally like really short videos. So I have four videos on four different types of goal setting. And then I have a long one, like let's talk about all of them. So there's a lot of resources that you can get. I also have a free goal setting primer that if you join my newsletter, again, at drlizhypnosis.com, you can get the free goal setting primer, or you can just download it from that blog post. Like you don't have to join anything. I know I probably shouldn't tell you that, like get you to join my newsletter, but (laughs) whatever, right? Go get it. Go help your life. Um, Goal setting for my life has been incredibly important. I cannot emphasize enough how important it's been. Um, I have set goals my whole life. Like I remember the first goal I set, I remember setting was probably in like middle school where I decided to go and, and that someday I'd be a psychologist. And so I set my goals like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do to go to college and I'm gonna go straight through and then I go to grad school and this is the income I'm gonna make. Like I had a whole chart of the income I would make as a psychologist and the hours I could work and all of this stuff. It was really this elaborate goal for the future. And then all kinds of life happened. I did actually go straight into college, straight from my BA to graduate school, finished that in six years, and then went to work as a um, you're, you're not licensed yet, right, as you get out of graduate school, so you have to do some hours, but you can still do some work under supervisors. So did that, and then discovered I was burned out. Okay, so I had reached this long life goal. I had reached this goal that I had been striving for for way over 10 years, more like uh, 15, 15 to 20 years I had been striving for this goal. And then when I got there, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I have done it and done it and done it. I was in a special program in my high school, psychology major studies, that we took um, two hours a day. And so I had been in psychology at that point for two years of high school. I think it was two. I don't remember if it's one year or two years that I did that program. I think it was two two years in high school, four years of undergrad, and six years of graduate school. So that was 12 years by then. And at the time, I didn't realize what burnout was. It was only later when I went back to school for some classes to get licensed that I had to do a project on burnout. And I was like, oh my God, I was burned out. That's what happened. So I left the field after this huge goal had been accomplished. And it shook up my whole family, my boyfriend at the time, who I later married, my mother was 
distraught. Like I cannot tell you how distraught my mother was that I was leaving the field of psychology. Um, my father wasn't alive at the time. I'm sure he, he probably would have been distraught too. Although who knows, because my father's an interesting person. Um, he actually had several master's degrees and then was earning a PhD and didn't finish it. Like all he had to do was finish his dissertation. He had submitted it several times for revisions. It kept getting sent back to him and he quit before he finished. And this is a big family story actually that he quit before he finished his PhD that he had been working for again for so many years. It was in international languages and my parents lived all over the world. They had traveled to like 60 countries and lived in several countries and lived in Central Africa for about 10 years. And um, and it was this huge, huge crisis in their marriage is how my mother used to describe it. She wouldn't say crisis, but she would say, I would cry and cry and cry and beg him, please finish it, please don't give up. And, but it, one day, like a switch flipped in him and he was done. And I knew that that was it, he was done. So I often wish that my father was alive so I could talk to him about that. Like particularly when I was going through that time in my own life, I was 28 29, 28, 29, and decide to leave the field. I had finished. <laughs> I had gotten my PhD, but I decided not to get licensed at that point. And I went into a whole different career into tech, into um, programming and doing websites. And and this was right at the start of the internet. I'm going to reveal my age here, but it was the start of the internet. It was like 1998. And I had started learning HTML and designing websites around 1995. And that is right when the internet started. So I decided I would knock on doors and get a job at a design firm, like a a website firm. And that's what I did. And I left psychology. So at that point, I did that for a couple of years. And then um, I began to set goals again right? Like I, and I'm setting goals all in between here. So I wanted to get married. So I set goals for the income. Um, I needed to get married. Like what's the budget, all of that. That's a type of goal setting that people don't realize is goal setting. Like when you create a budget, when you tell your money where to go, it's an amazing act of goal setting. When you save for a vacation or you save for a house or you save to pay off the house, it's an amazing act of goal setting, and it can be really, really fun. Okay, that may be a whole nother episode, <laughs> but um, it can be so much fun to be like, oh my God, yes, this is where I want my money to go, right? And if you want more information, I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan, so go listen to his podcast. I'm just going to put that in right here. Um, even if you're, you know, he's a he's a big Christian, and I wouldn't call myself a big Christian, <laughs> but... Um, you know, even if you're not, like go listen to him or read his book, The Total Money Makeover, as an act of like compassion to yourself. Like seriously, seriously, he has such good ideas and it's just proven methods over and over and over again to get out of debt and to pay off houses and live debt free and just an amazing program that he runs and a really funny podcast too. So anyway, that's an aside. Let me get back to the point here. So I would set goals during this time. I set goals. Um, so I worked for a couple of years and I got pregnant. 
And I wanted to stay home with my baby for a year. So I picked up, I was working full time, I picked up extra jobs and I set goals, right, for my money. Like this is how much I need to save to be able to take off a year. And that was an amazing goal that I also reached. And along the way, what I've always done and what I recommend to you is to write down which goals you have achieved. And you will look back over years and be like, oh my God, like I did this, I did this, I did this. It's a really uh, a wonderful way to build your own self-confidence to say, okay, whatever that goal is for you, you may be young listening to this and it's like, I finished high school or I got my GED early and, and went to college and put myself through my first semester of college. Like amazing, right? Amazing goal. Somebody could do that. So I recommend you write those down so that you can look at them over the years, particularly if you hit like a low point in your life. Go back, look at everything you've accomplished. Look at even, again, if you're, I have a high schooler, so she does um, these art challenges. She's an artist, and she'll do a 30-day art challenge or a 90-day art challenge, or they call them, the one she just did is like Inktober, where you draw something. It's a prompt that they have, but you draw once a day in October. And so that's a form of goal setting, right, that she can look back at a whole uh sketchbook that she has of all these sketches that she did for the month of October, you know, or all these sketches she did on her 30, her 90 day challenge. Like that is a way to look back and be like, yeah, I did this. I did this. You know, I moved out of my parents' house or I um, bought a house, right? If you're, you're a little bit older or, you know, I um, actually made it through college. I did that. Like, yay, what an incredible accomplishment, right? So anyway, I recommend you do that, but let's get back to goal setting. Okay, so I'm setting goals along the way. And then I decide at one point, I, I don't want to be in tech anymore. I want to teach yoga. And I set all kinds of goals around teaching yoga, like what it was going to be like and what I was going to teach and getting my certification and all of this stuff, right? And then once I was doing that, I would set goals for my own business, Like what kind of classes I wanted to run and how many women I wanted to be in them. You may hear some background noise. Okay, there's people working on a roof like around here in my community. So hopefully that won't be too distracting. If it is, I'll have to re-record this, but we'll see. I'm on a roll right now. So breaking down goals. Okay, I talk about that on the blog post. And often when people come into my office and my practice and they say, you know, I've had these goals sitting on my blackboard for six months, seriously, sometimes a year, they sit there and I can't do any of them. And it's like, all right, let's look at that and let's break it down. Okay. So if you need to find a new doctor, it's like, all right, finding a new doctor is a process. One, post on Facebook and ask my friends their recommendations. Two, check if that doctor is on my insurance. Three, call the doctor, see if they're taking new patients. Four, make the appointment to go to the new doctor. Okay, that's four goals. It's not really one goal. And when you start to break down goals that way, they get much more manageable and you can accomplish them more. So that's just an example. You know, a bathroom can be broken down to like 15 steps, right? Like completely. (laughs) I'm laughing because I've had to do this. And it's, it's even like the last goal in a bathroom should be finished 
the last 5%. Okay, nobody ever finishes that last 5%. In fact, I have a friend who's like, a friend of hers said, I should start a company called The Last 5% because nobody ever finishes the last 5% of a project, right? <laughs> like home improvement project. So that would be on my goal list, like finish that last 5%, right? Whatever that is, like putting in the new towel rack or um, whatever it is, like finish it, right? Cleaning the floor, I don't know. So anyway, you can break down these bigger projects into smaller projects is my point here. Now, what else? There's all kinds of different ways to, to set goals. Like if you are more of an artistic type, you can do a vision journal, that's what I call it. A vision journal is a, a journal that you keep, a book where you collage and do art. And, you know, even if you're not artistic, you could have like a goal journal. Like that's a wonderful way to set goals, right? That like, all right, you're writing down your goals and maybe you do it in sparkly pens or maybe you don't, or maybe you collage it, maybe you don't. Maybe you um, do all kinds of doodles around it. Maybe you don't, but write them down. Write them down in some kind of form, whether that's visual, written, you know, that type of thing, so that those goals are set there. And again, I generally do that, and then I put the book away, so I only look at it every couple of months or so. And occasionally, I'll flip back. Occasionally, it'll go longer than that. So one year, I had set a goal to live in a beautiful house with like a, a whole wall of doors. That's what I wrote down. And the image I had put in the journal I cut out of a magazine I was collaging was actually um, these sliding like Japanese looking wooden doors, right? So that was the image that I had created and said, I wanna live in a house like this someday. And then I had put that away and all kinds of stuff happened. I decided to sell my house. I was looking for a house. I mean, I was my house sold within a week or two. It was under contract, which was way faster than I ever imagined. Believe me, I didn't set that goal, okay? <laughs> because that is so stressful, I want to say. Like, it is really stressful. I know it's a good problem to have. Your house is under contract in a week or two. But it is also really stressful. Like, oh my God, I have to now pack up my house and find a new place to live within a month, basically, is what that is. And I think we had a 45-day contract. But I was looking and looking. I couldn't find anything. I was crying on a daily basis. I was using real estate agents. I wasn't, like... And I remember crying to my boyfriend at the time, I was already divorced, and saying, like, I don't want to use an agent. I just want to find a place on my own. Well, then the next day I go and look at this house, and it is gorgeous. It's a perfect location. It's actually no location I had dreamed about living in, but I didn't realize it was in that neighborhood because I had come in through the back way instead of the, the front of the neighborhood. And then at some point it hit me like, oh my God, I've dreamed of living here for like 20 years. I used to drive around that neighborhood when I was in graduate school. And by this time I was in my late thirties, way past graduate school. And I was like, this is it. And I found it through like an ad on Craigslist, not through an agent. And the landlord was so nice and it was perfect. So I got it and it had this wall of French doors, like a whole wall of French doors. They were absolutely beautiful. 
So we pack up, we move, we do all of this stuff, we make the transition, and then I'm unpacking my vision journal at some point, and I'm flipping through it. Things have settled down a bit. I'm flipping through it, and I find this page that I had written a year before, before I knew that I was going to sell my house and move, before I went through all these transitions, and I found that page that said, I want to live in a house with a wall of doors. I was like, oh my God, like, oh my God, this kind of stuff happens to me all the time. This kind of stuff has happened throughout my life. Okay, I'll write a goal down, completely forget about it. And then a year or two later, look back and be like, oh my God, I accomplished that somehow, some way. This has gotten to the point where I'm actually very careful about the goals I've set very careful about what I write down because it's like that may come true. You may, you, you know, you want to make sure you really want that, right? Because it really may come true. Okay. So I cannot emphasize how powerful goal setting is. It is truly powerful. Um, so I want to put that out there. I also want to say at this, this juncture here, I want to pause for a moment and say, sometimes it's okay to let go of goals. Okay, sometimes they don't serve you. Again, I'm the type of person where this has been a process for me to set a goal and then realize later, I don't actually want this one. I don't want to accomplish this one. This one is done for me now. I'm no longer moving in that direction and I need to let this one go. So that is a completely separate process and I encourage you to look at that if maybe that's your personality. Like you set the goal and come hell or high water, you're going to reach it. Like, okay, really think, is that goal serving you? Is that really what you want to do? And if it is, awesome, go for it. But if it's not at some point, it's okay to let it go. It's okay to step out of perfectionism and say, this is what I really need right now. Okay, so it's a brief interlude there. And now let's get back to the goal setting. Okay, another way to set goals is timeline goals. Okay, so... Timeline goals is how I see, not like, you know, with the doors, I was like, someday I want to live in a house with doors, right? A wall full of doors. Timeline goals is more like in six months, and this is the one you hear talked about actually all the time. When people talk about goals, they usually put a timeline on it. And again, I'm proposing there's all kinds of ways to set goals. But one of the ways is in six months, this, this, and this will have happened, or in two years and then five years. I do six months, two years, and five years. I don't do more than five years out these days. I used to do 10-year goals and even 20 years, but I don't do that anymore because I want to allow for change and I want to allow for me to be able to change direction. And that's what works for me. But I do six, six months, two year, five year. Sometimes I do one-year goals. But generally, if I'm updating the six-month goals, the one-year goals get taken care of, Right. Like, wouldn't you say that? So that is the important piece here is not to write down your goals. Like in six months, I, I will do blah, blah, blah. The important piece here is to say by six months, by August, um, whatever, 2017. Okay, that's way out. But August 2017, I will have done this, this, and this. Okay, you write it as if it's already happened. By August 2017, I sold my company and 
I've used that money to invest and put away for my college, my kids' college education. Okay. By, you know, September 2018, I have bought a house that I love and is beautiful and I'm redoing the kitchen. Okay. By July 2018, I have started my business and I love what I'm doing. I love getting up every single day and working on my business and answering emails and phone calls and dreaming and thinking about what I'm going to do next. I absolutely love my work and it's supporting me and my family well. Okay, so do you, do you hear the difference there of saying um, by 2018, I'm going to have a business and this and this and this versus by 2018, I already have a business. I love my business. I'm in it. Okay, so in one scenario, you're in it. And when, in the other scenario, you're planning for it. And I recommend when you're setting goals, you write them as if you're in it. Like it's done. It's, it's already happened. And that switches your mindset a little bit. And it puts your mind, your brain in this, um, this state of like, oh, this has happened. So, you know, all, all I'm doing here is doing everything to make that happen. Because it's already happened. It, it's sort of shifting your concept of time. You know, it's really interesting. I read this. Um, what book was it? Let me think here for a minute. Oh, The Three Pillars of Zen. I was reading The Three Pillars of Zen book. And somewhere in that book, it, said, it talks about time and this Buddhist concept of time as um, w- within you versus outside of you. Okay, and I know I'm probably butchering this. But it's not a sense of time as linear, it is a sense of time as just present within you, always, right? And I had another friend who, I think it's another Buddhist technique where she said, in the West, we often think of time as linear, but imagine if time is surrounding you, right? Time as a circle around you. Like, that's hard for me to wrap my brain around sometimes, like seriously, <laughs> okay? Like, I am so linear that it's like, what? <laughs> like, I have to pause there for a minute and be like, oh my God, okay. You know, I start to think about physics and um, all, all of those like time warp kind of things and um, the cat, Schrodinger's cat and all of that stuff, right? Where I'm like, oh, I can only grasp that for a moment sometimes before I'm like, okay, back to linear time. But anyway, it's this concept of when you're setting goals of that same type of thing. Like I've already done this. It's in the past somehow. And and to think of it that way, like it's behind me and now I'm just living my life with that already happened in some sense and, and switching back and forth between that's already happened. I'm working for it. Right? It is this concept of switching back and forth or I, I sometimes thinking, think of it as side to side. If I imagine myself surrounded by that time bubble, then that goal is side to side, right? It's like here, 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 here. Okay. So that, um, that's sort of my, my take on the timeline goals. Okay. With the timeline goals, another thing to think about is that you're setting them in several different areas. So I do personal health, business, family, spirituality. Okay, so I do those areas and I set the goals in all those different areas so that I feel more balanced. I in the past, like years and years past, I used to just focus on business goals really. 
Um, I think I was much younger, I was healthier. I didn't really have to focus on uh, physical health goals, <laughs> you know, like really. It's like, oh yeah, no, I do yoga every day anyway. Like that's not a goal for me. That's just is, right? Um, but it just depends on what you want to get to. It, it is a really good idea to set physical slash health goals to set fitness goals. Like that's a huge area. And to bring hypnosis into this, now um there's all kinds of research around hypnosis for performance when we're talking about fitness to for athletic performance there's um you know athletes for years have rehearsed in their mind right professional athletes have rehearsed in their mind their athletic performance like years and years and years this has been going on right they envision it and those athletes that do that achieve a higher level performance and that is a form of self-hypnosis okay i once heard uh, the bulletproof podcast he's talking to somebody who's like an ex um ex-military very high level ex-military navy seal or something like that and he wrote a book and he said when they go on a mission they rehearse it over and over and over until it is like dead solid, right? Like they do not have to think about it. It is second nature. And to me, that is self-hypnosis going on. Like, yep, you are training your mind and then it is automatic. You're putting yourself in this state where you're envisioning it. You're imagining, you're imagining that going down, okay? Whether that's a mission or whether that's a performance or whether that's your goal, right? Take a moment to close your eyes, not right now, because if you're driving, you could do it right now if if you're not driving, okay? But take a moment to close your eyes and imagine yourself already with your goal accomplished, okay? Already. Like, what a wonderful thing to do, right? Imagine yourself. You have to, when I was trying to think okay, I want to do a podcast. I had to imagine myself recording. I had to imagine myself in front of a mic. And then I actually had to go get the mic so that I could like have an even clearer picture of that, right? So when you take a moment to sit and do that and really envision yourself that way, you are doing this form of self-hypnosis. Now you can also get formal hypnosis, to do this as well. Like there are specialists in performance hypnosis and sports hypnosis and and that type of thing. Like absolutely. Like if that is a if you're working on a really important goal, why not? Right? Like why not go get a session of okay, can you do some hypnosis here to put it really deep into my mind that this is what's going to happen for me. Like that I'm going to you know be the best ballet performer in my company that I'm going to be, um, that I'm going to make that basket right over and over and over again. Like you have to put in the practice too. Like hypnosis is not going to like make you into a, a magical athlete that you're not, but it's like, it, it will help you improve your performance. It will help you achieve your goals. One thing I talk about in the blog post is recording yourself saying your goals, and then listening to that recording every day. And it may not happen every day. It doesn't happen every single day for me, but it's an amazing form of self-hypnosis. And then your unconscious mind is going to work for that. Like, absolutely. It's going to work and work and work to get there without you trying as much. So 
I really believe that all these unconscious processes, processes that we do help us accomplish the conscious process, right? Help us accomplish that goal. Okay. So I think I've talked about the main methods that I use. I know I'm releasing this around the beginning of the years for new years. People often set new year, um, goals, new year's resolutions. Those are basically just goals. That's how I see them. Right. I don't actually set new year's new year goals. I set birthday goals. So every year on my birthday, I set the number of goals of the age I'm turning. And that can be really fun. Again, as I get older, I have to break down those goals to be able to do that. Right. (laughs) So the bathroom becomes 15 goals. (laughs) But anyway, I have gone on long enough about goals. Again, you can always go to my website and get the free goal setting primer and start doing this yourself. I really encourage you to drlizhypnosis.com and really have a wonderful, wonderful goal setting time this week. Okay. Set a goal to turn off the podcast and write some goals down. All right. That's my, that's my mission for you this week. All right. I'll talk to you soon, people. Peace. Want free hypnosis files or to learn more about Dr. Liz, her books, products, and services? Head over to drlizhypnosis.com to get in on all the great resources. If you liked this episode, do Dr. Liz a favor and rate, review, and subscribe over at iTunes. Or better yet, tell a friend about the podcast so we can continue to grow our amazing audience. Lastly, be sure to send in your feedback to drliz at drlizhypnosis.com. That's D-R-L-I-Z at drlizhypnosis.com. We love to hear from you.